Yes. No, I'm I'm full on cliche <laughs> when it comes to deciding what to eat. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, tell me like 10 things and then I'll pick one. I'll shoot all of them down and then I'll go back to the one I really wanted to go to in the first place that I didn't tell you. <laughs> Society's family unit is in crisis as less and less people are making the commitment of a lifelong partnership together. It has been normalized, encouraged, and easier than ever to just throw in the towel when the going gets tough. With time and a premium, start by spending 20 minutes per week gaining thought-provoking inspiration towards a journey of self-improvement, ultimately improving your marriage, your family, your health, and your home. It has been said that if you set a boundary and someone throws a fit, that's proof that a boundary is necessary. So you've decided that you want to establish boundaries, but how do you communicate them? This discussion will focus on how we should communicate boundaries effectively. Many people can overlook this step in being assertive and confident in setting boundaries. There may not be a right way to do it, but there's definitely a wrong way to do it. Welcome to the second part of our three-part series, Discussing Boundaries. In our last episode, we went through four types of boundaries, personal, professional, family, and social. We talked about the danger in being too nice and what the repercussions may look like if you fail to establish boundaries. Today, we're going to dive into communicating boundaries. You may have boundaries in your head, but these boundaries need to be communicated. We will get into some examples and tips to illustrate some real-world application of communicating your boundaries. Have you ever heard the phrase that your lack of planning does not create a priority for me? Healthy boundaries are not something that you should have to apologize for or even explain because it's about establishing respect and understanding what's acceptable and what isn't. Like it or not, there are rules of engagement. Communicating about boundaries creates clarity and confidence, and it removes assumptions and resentment. There isn't one way of doing any of this, but there's a wrong way. So when communicating boundaries, you can be too passive and just flat out not have boundaries. You can be passive aggressive, or you can be flat out aggressive and and too rigid. Being too nice makes you a doormat. Because if you don't respect yourself enough to have limits or boundaries, why would someone else respect you? A good example is if you're someone who always is available to help everyone else, the unspoken message is that you don't have other priorities and you don't have a schedule. So this could happen in the form of a colleague or a supervisor that continues to lean on you over and over again. And they might do this unknowingly because you always drop everything else you're doing and stop to focus on them and take care of their needs. At my previous position, there was a kitchen. This particular location, it seemed like no one wanted to clean the kitchen. I was typically always the first person there. One thing that I kind of constantly ended up doing, I would do the dishes that would get left from lunch before or if we had an event that stuff was brought in for or what have you, I just kind of ended up being the person that did the dishes. That's not what I was necessarily paid for. Yes, I like to help out, Mm -hmm. but I shouldn't be the only one. If you want to pay me my hourly rate for doing dishes, (laughs) you know. (laughs) 
Well, I think what you're what you're talking about is the distinction between pitching in, doing your part, pulling your weight, mm-hmm. and continuing to just go ahead and do things for other people. You go over a long period of time, it doesn't get noticed and appreciated. Oh, they noticed I mean, it, it just, and appreciated it. It's just no one else ever did it. Right, but that, that's what I'm saying is maybe they noticed it and thanked you, but they didn't exactly dive in to do their part either and take it from you. Yeah. There's definitely a distinction where you, you're you not necessarily blaming them, but you're saying I wasn't, I didn't have any sort of boundary or anything there like, that hey I could guys, say, hey, I have how about we a little bit bigger project in? that is going to require my time. But that's, I mean, it's also on me because I literally could not sit at my desk knowing that there were dishes in the kitchen that needed to be done. <laughs> it drive me absolutely, that's my OCD. Of course, it's partially my fault for not communicating. Hey guys, I know that there's a big pile of dishes in there and I do typically try and get those done, but I've got a huge project on my plate that I need to get done and it's really driving me crazy. Can anybody else step in this time? I think what you're alluding to is being that people pleaser over and over and you're partially in your neurotic OCD realm with the dishes, but things like that are a good example of if you got to work early, wouldn't it be great to start on that project? With some quiet and peace, mm-hmm. not have not be distracted. You could have been further ahead and done some of this other stuff later in between once you get the big priorities done. And what can happen is over time you get resentful if you're not able to meet all of your deadlines and you're doing this other stuff to make people happy or maybe it's just even for yourself. But that's that type of selfish thought though that I need to do this to help others out, but yet why am I not able to get everything done that I need to get done, it can manifest itself later because people will start to exert a level of control when they stop responding to people, they stop doing things on time. It's sort of a childish or an immature way of showing your control, like you're disobeying. Ooh, that mm-hmm. That's what some people do. That's how it can take shape if you're being passive aggressive and you're not voicing you know, hey guys, I had to start on this project earlier. Can someone else go take care of this, please? Mm -hmm. Here are some situations that we introduced last time and some examples of how you may communicate the boundaries that you established in these situations. So once again, you're at a restaurant and they bring you the wrong order. You didn't get what you wanted and paid for. Are you just going to eat it? Or are you going to provide the restaurant with an opportunity to correct their mistake? Don't just get pouty and sulk about it and then not leave a good tip. Now both you and the server are unhappy. What good does that do? What is your established boundary? If you're going to send it back, you don't have to be rude. Be assertive and correct your server. The second example, your kids consistently get out of bed past their bedtime. Should you allow that? Have you established that boundary? If you do not communicate to your children... They will continue to do it because now they don't respect the rules. The thing about kids, you may need to be a little bit more persistent in communicating boundaries like this. We'll talk more about enforcing boundaries later, but communicating this boundary to kids about 50,000 times might do it. (laughs) The last example that we used was people dropping in. So let's say you have a lot on your plate for Saturday. And without warning, your family just drops by and ends up hanging out for several hours. One way that you could communicate this boundary next time is to let your family know not just to drop in, 
but give you some time to get dressed, pick up the house, etc., so that you're in the right mindset to be present with them when they're there. You can also have time to adjust your schedule if they give you a heads up. So you can decide how you want to communicate boundaries like that and different situations too, but here are some tips in doing some of that. You can be assertive and be confident without being rude. You don't have to be forceful or bossy, but you don't want to be too passive either. You don't have to apologize for this. I can't say that enough. You're expressing a need or a boundary that you want to set in a healthy way. There's nothing wrong with that. My example for myself is that I would apologize a lot. I would say sorry for this, sorry for that, even if it's something that wasn't directly my fault. I thought that made me look good, look like a nice guy, but it was actually pretty self-deprecating sometimes. What about like the email thing that I've heard? <clears throat> that if if you email someone back and say, sorry for the delay in response or something like that, you shouldn't <clears throat> say sorry. I mean, if it's taken you like you a week or something. Like yeah, <laughs> you should just say thanks for your patience uh, and then move into it. Like if you continue to say sorry, you're putting yourself at a lower position <clears throat> from the start. Sorry, I didn't respond to your email within five minutes. Right. Like, you need to establish that boundary. You know, typically, if I have an email come in, you need to give me 24 to 48 hours to respond to it. And like we've said before, I know I've said this in other episodes, if it's that important, pick up a telephone. Yeah. Don't send an email. You don't know what people are doing on the other side of their computer. The point is to be assertive. I would sometimes try too hard to then compensate for not being assertive and it could come off a bit forceful or abrasive because I wasn't used to it and it just didn't feel comfortable. The other tip would be to take responsibility for your own issues and step up. You know, I would sometimes blame others for not recognizing, you know, my lack of being assertive and that's on me. That is not on them. I'm the one that needs to communicate. It's not on someone else to go, oh, I'm sorry, do you have a boundary on this issue? Or is this okay with you? Like, most of the time, you're not going to have people ask you that. Another tip would be to practice communicating more and don't expect people to read your mind and just automatically connect the dots. Unless there's a mass mutation and we all start being able to read (laughs) each other's thoughts, this probably isn't going to happen. So you need to practice, and it gets easier and easier especially if you encounter some resistance, which you probably will at first. There, there will be times, you know, not everybody's just going to willingly accept, oh, what a, what a healthy boundary you just set. Thank you. Probably going to look a little different than that. One more tip would be learn to say no and do it effectively. Again, you don't have to be rude. You can say no, but I can do X, Y, Z. It seems self-explanatory. This is important with kids. It's important at work. It's an important thing to use with friends or your spouse. Learn to say no without just saying no. Remember, you're not in charge of how others feel or behave. You can only be in charge of how you respond and react to things. And the same goes for other people. You set a boundary. You can't control how they're going to react to it. Also, you have to remember to be patient. This takes time and it might ruffle some feathers, but people will see that you respect yourself And they will respect your boundaries. If they don't, maybe they weren't worth it in the first place. When you're communicating boundaries, you should also use I statements. Instead of saying, you're so needy and controlling, say, I feel frustrated when you make me feel guilty for hanging out with my friends. 
sounds a little better. It's maybe not it's still a great thing to say to somebody, but it, it comes off a little different. It puts the focus on I instead of you, you, you. Or another example, you always humiliate me when we visit your parents. Instead say, I feel embarrassed when you insult me in front of your folks. And this is where tone of voice can come into play too. Because just yeah. <laughs> because you say that doesn't make it automatically I'm better. I'm playing to the tone of voice very right. well, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, your demands are unreasonable. Say, I'd prefer that you give me at least three days notice before asking me to come in on the weekend. Sounds like you may not get what you want, but it does sound a lot better to communicate a boundary. An example that I would give is that I've certainly had to learn how to set better boundaries, and it's definitely not easy all the time. If I'm doing things for Allie, it can sometimes I can give and give and give a little too much and then think, hey, why isn't she recognizing this? That's not up to her to recognize. I make myself weak in a way. I, I think that's maybe the way to say it. But if I don't know what I want, I also don't know how to get it. Then I get frustrated. I get resentful. It, it makes me hesitant to make a decision and to know what we need we should be doing that can be frustrating even as simple as trying to figure out what we're going to eat tonight oh my gosh so that's a big one for a lot that's of people, a big but... let's throw the cliche in here right here uh, yes no i'm i'm full on cliche <laughs> when it comes to deciding what to eat <laughs> yeah just uh, tell me like 10 things and then i'll pick one i'll shoot all of them down and then i'll go back to the one i really wanted to go to in the first place that i didn't tell you <laughs> i could have just said this is what i want but instead i, I go through the exercise no no i want to hear what you where you want to go all the time i'm yeah. I'm, try I'm done apologizing for it you know it's coming <laughs> <laughs> One thing that this brings up is the concept of covert contracts. What can tend to happen when you feel like you're giving, 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 and someone isn't reciprocating is that you can start to have this um, unwritten rule in your head. You're expecting something in return for something else, but you never stated that. So when that's not being fulfilled, you build resentment, you build frustration, so you've written a contract in your head. Okay, I'll do this, but I'm going to expect this in return. But you never say that to the other person. That is not their fault. That is your fault. And in this case, in some of my examples, it was my fault. Kind of going back to the example that I started with in the beginning of this episode, I've been too quick to please people at work. I've sacrificed my time in my personal life beyond work hours, and that creates frustration. This can manifest itself in pouring all of my energy and focus into work and then having nothing left for my responsibilities at home. Then I'd go back to work and I'm not fully charged and focused to get things done because stuff at home didn't get done. Now my to-do list just keeps growing because I'm not checking things off. And this has not stopped mm -hmm. since I have resigned from my position and it could, if I'm not careful, it could almost get worse because my work is here at home. <laughs> I'm not physically right. even leaving anymore to go do anything. Neither are you. Mm -hmm. We are both physically here at home. I'm lucky enough that my clients don't bother me all the time. Um, they're very respectful of my time, actually, mm -hmm. which is nice. But I'm not always so respectful of my time. 
there's always more that I could be working on. That's my, you know, there's always more that I could be doing. But at the same time, I have to know when to turn it off or else my family is going to suffer. This is sort of that thing where you have to set that boundary. This isn't on other people. It's the trap that we fall into because now work and home are kind of at all in one now. There's no separation between them. There's no space uh, physically. And so mentally you have to do it. And that's that can be a lot tougher. I think part of this too is also the energy component that you drain yourself. You're, you're thinking about work a lot or you're you're working on stuff when you probably yeah. shouldn't. Even if I'm not physically working, I'm thinking about work. Right. All the time. <laughs> I right. constantly have ideas that come to my head mm-hmm. all the time and I have to I have to write them down. I have to get them out or I'm going to forget. Yeah. What are some of the benefits of communicating your boundaries again in this assertive way? It will certainly help you boost your confidence and make you much clearer about what you want. This is especially true with some consistency because others will know what your boundaries are and I've communicated them and if if they respect me they will adhere to them I have to know what I want first the people that we typically look up to and admire or respect the most are usually those people that know what they want and they know how to communicate it in a healthy way it might surprise you that you will get what you want more often and you'll be less stressed and ultimately more productive. And now that we've talked about communicating boundaries, what do you do when someone breaks those boundaries? This can be really tough, but join us in our next episode as we tackle the last part of our boundary series, Enforcing Boundaries. In the last episode, we challenged you to figure out what boundaries you wanted to set. Now that you have that set, how will you communicate it? Who will you communicate it to? It sounds a bit silly, but you can start with something small and plan how you communicate your boundaries. In this week's Call to Order, try to be specific. Remember why you want to set that boundary and stay focused on the outcomes. If you're ready for your marriage and family dynamic to thrive and not just survive, all it takes is 20 minutes or less joining us each week. It begins with a journey of self-improvement while you sit in the carpool lane, commute to work, squeeze in a workout, or get halfway through folding that laundry pile. Be sure to check out the blog at thefamilyorder.com and follow us on Facebook at The Family Order. If you're ready to start your journey, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss new episodes every Monday.